baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good evening, folks. It's time for your Wednesday evening edition of It's News to Us, our daily podcast, taking a look at the day's top stories. And we had a lot of stories today, and therefore we have a full house in for this uh, this podcast. With me is Jeff Stapleton and David Lefkowitz. We'll get right to uh, one of our top stories. Um, and this was a story that we covered yesterday, but we didn't know what it entailed until we got the details from Chesterfield Police today. This is that fire that occurred uh, down in the Mosley area of Chesterfield near Skin Quarter. Um, Winter Park. Winter Park, whatever you want to title it. It doesn't really have a, a, a name per yeah. se. Kind um, of by the zoo as well. Yeah, that, well, it's literally on the same road as the zoo. Yeah. Um, and um, there was this fire yesterday, fatal fire on Beaver Bridge Road. And it turns out there was more to it than we originally knew. Yeah, um, an arrest has been made rather quickly uh, in this case. Uh, the Richmond or Chesterfield Police and the uh, Chesterfield Fire Marshal's uh, Office work jointly to uh, investigate this situation. Uh, as Lieutenant Justin Aronson said from Chesterfield Police, anytime there's a, a fatal or fatality in a fire like this, they kind of work together to, to, to you know, kind of investigate this jointly. And so they did that, arrested... Uh, 52-year-old Lee Vaughn uh, in relation to this fire. Now, Vaughn's address is the same as the house, although Lieutenant Justin Aronson did not confirm anything yet. He says, well, we know, but we can't say. Uh, but there's been reports that, uh, you know, he is a resident of that house and he was the one taken to the hospital with smoke inhalation. Uh, Justin, Justin Aronson didn't confirm either of those things, but suffice it to say, uh, the way this is worded, um, has it such a way that he's charged with arson in relation to the fire and second degree murder in relation to the death of the woman. Uh, this woman has also not been identified looking for positive identification, uh, from the office of the medical examiner. So, uh, so really we don't have any specific information of the, the name of the woman who died, but, uh, uh, we do have a name of the person arrested, uh, Lee Vaughn, 52 years old. Right. And, and originally this sounded just like a fire in a rural area, um, you know, that uh, apparently had spread and almost became a brush fire at points burned a shed, but it turns out there was, there was apparently, or they allege criminality behind this, so it's uh, yeah, yeah, a, a much more tragic story than uh, than we right, and thought. and more information will come out, you know, in, you know, officially about what what you know relation you know this man has to the woman who died. Understood. Um, moving moving from that story, I'm sorry, I accidentally muted myself there for a second. Um, <laughs> moving from that story. Um, David, you also covered a story. This dealt with another major fire that that we've had recently, and I use that in quotation marks because it was over a year ago. But you went to uh, what remains of Fox Elementary today, Richmond Public Schools, talking about uh, 
where they are in the process and sort of getting an inside look of, of uh, what's going on at the school at this point. Yes. So I, uh, I, yes, I was out at Fox this morning in the fan uh, and this was one of the first uh, tours they have given or times they have let sort of the public in to what remains of Fox um, since the fire, which was February 11th of last year. Um, and, you know, sort of the biggest uh, cause of the damage besides the fire itself, of course, uh, has been water damage, both from just the sheer amount of water the fire department used to put out the fire. And then uh, when a building is roofless for over a year, you know, the fair amount of water is going to get in that way, too. So um, even the even the parts that aren't burned are not at all salvageable. Um, so they are going to completely rebuild Fox from the inside once there's a new roof. Um, now, uh, because the it's a historic building, they are going to... Uh, preserve the exterior as best they can it, the windows are historic as well and any windows that are remain unbroken will stick around um but uh, on the inside it's going to get a major major updates in its rebuild both just in efforts to update the school and also because they mentioned some of the sort of hallmarks of fox's architecture design before are no longer up to code such as some lofts in the library. Um, but going to, uh, hopefully they said, uh, they might even have students back in there at or by fall of 2025, which, uh, would still be, uh, three and a half years from the actual fire. So a number of the students who, uh, were at Fox when it happened will be on to middle school by that point. Uh, but, I think you just uh, have the kindergartners and the first graders at that point. Exactly. And they'll be, they'll be fourth and fifth graders by then. And that was what was so sort of eerie walking around was, um, you know, it was a very, it happened uh, on uh, a week on a, the overnight on a weekday or during the week. Actually, it was a Friday night. Um, oh, it was a Friday night. Okay. Into Saturday. Um, yeah. Under, gotcha. Um, but uh, there were, uh, you know, there were things still on the walls. It was very clear that teaching, you know, there were still roll call on the wet blackboards and there was, um, you know, apparently there were backpacks on the walls uh, when the fire actually took place. Uh, that's the other thing. It had to be cleaned out entirely by hand. Um, you, they couldn't get machines in to clear out all of the debris from the ceiling collapse because of how, fragile uh it still was um so and also because the building itself remained in custody of richmond fire until july of 2022 that's part of what has set back um rebuilding efforts so much is because then richmond schools had to just go in with shovels and wheelbarrows and clear it all out understood i i imagine yeah it's very very uh very very eerie from the standpoint of just seeing you know basically a building building frozen in time um, you know, back to, to that date in, in, in February. Um, so, and like you said, they're looking at a 2025 date. Um, did you post uh, some of the pictures up on our website if people wanted to get a further, further look? 
I was putting the finishing touches on it when we started the Zoom. So by the time the podcast is published, gotcha. the, the article will be published. Good, 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 good. I just wanted to be able to tell people that hey, you can go take a look at the look at the story. Yeah. Yes. So um, moving um, off from that, um, and you also handled this story as well, David. Um, this continuing interesting story, tragic story, also as well from down in Dinwiddie. Um, where the uh, former Commonwealth attorney was, was struck and killed while out riding his bike. Um, I understand state police have some new details in the investigation that they wanted to get out. Yes. So they had initially said that they were looking for a Nissan frontier pickup truck, that that was sort of the vehicle uh, they believed to have been responsible. They have now come out and said that they had recovered a uh, side mirror at the scene on the day of the uh, hit and run. And they've now determined the mirror to have come from either a Nissan Frontier between the years 2009 and 2015, um, or a Nissan Xterra from between the years of 2005 and 2015. Um, and so they're asking people to be on the lookout for one of those vehicles missing a side mirror and potentially with damage to the uh, front and sides of the vehicle. Uh, they're asking for, you know, people who work in mechanic shops to be um, on alert if somebody comes in with one of those vehicles and needs a new mirror um, because they still, uh, they don't even, uh, they're still not even sure about the color of the vehicle. So they're sort of slowly closing that circle. Gotcha. And, and as you did the story, I think it was yesterday, I'm, days are running together. Um, mm -hmm. There's also a reward in this case as well. Yes. Yeah, so from the Dinwiddie Sheriff's Department, not from Virginia State Police, Dinwiddie Sheriff, who uh, said in his Facebook post announcing this reward that he was friends with uh, uh, Rainey, is offering a thousand dollars for anyone. I believe it's who can has information that leads to the uh, arrest and conviction of whoever uh, committed this hit and run. Gotcha. Gotcha. So. Um... One other uh, story that we focused on today, Elsie um, uh, Bird sent out an email to parents early this morning uh, saying that they had additional police at school this after um, social media posts. Um, they took them very seriously. They're still being investigated at this point, just real police were out there. Um, Bird, unfortunately, has had a number of incidents like this this year. They've had multiple guns on campus, multiple kids arrested. Um, no injuries, thankfully, at all this year, but it is just another incident. And while we're talking about that, there was actually a gun found on a separate campus. Uh, so so we don't focus completely on LC Bird. Jeff, you have details on this from Henrico. Yeah, this, uh, as we're recording this, this just came in right before we recorded it. So forgive me, I'm reading off my phone, not that you can tell doing that, but hopefully I'll do it smoothly enough that you can't, even though I just mentioned it. Uh, Henrico uh, uh, Juvenile faces uh, charges after a firearm was located at the Academy of Virginia Randolph. That's located on Mountain Road by uh, uh, Woodman. And... Um, it happened around 1130 this morning. A school resource officer was on site at the school when he was alerted by school administration about a possible weapon on school grounds. Both the administrator and officer responded to investigate the tip submitted to school personnel. A firearm was ultimately located on a 16-year-old boy. 
the juvenile whose identity, of course, not being provided due to his age and just general rules, uh, was transported, admitted to Henrico County Juvenile Detention Home on violations of possession of a firearm on school property, possession of a concealed firearm, and possession of a firearm by a juvenile. Yeah, and if if I remember correctly, Randolph is the alternative school for. That's correct. Yeah, this County. is not part of the Henrico County Public School System. Yeah. So, right. I mean, uh, it's well, it's just, part of the Henrico County School System, but it's the alternative school. For okay. Them. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah it's not. It is part of the public school system, but yeah, it's, it is an alternative school. That is correct. Uh, to, uh, and this also to comes as Enrico is upping their security at their schools, uh, bringing in some metal detectors at some schools um, and, uh, you know, looking, looking at ways to improve safety in, in the uh, classroom. And then, you know, there is the uh, general thing that kind of echoes what the principal at LC Bird was talking about, just like report situations. If you notice anything suspicious and, and talk to your kids, uh, you know, about, weapons and you know threats and stuff weapons social media posts everything up and down the line yeah um so you know just just be aware that your kids may be doing that stuff or what they're around you know dealing with or if they may be seeing and you know in in other words become a pest to your kids know what they're doing yes absolutely um this is this is something that I have a little more experience about than 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 either one of you two do. Right, says the person who has no kids, me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I know that that's generally good parenting if you you know meddle and be nosy in your child's life. Which would you say to the one that has a parent at one of the two schools we mentioned this afternoon? If you've been listening to our podcast, you know which one it is. So, <laughs> so anyway, so very newsy day, busy day here um, at, at the URVA. So a lot, a lot of stuff. Um, a lot of stuff today to, to, to cover. So thank you very much. Good job today, guys. Um, I do appreciate it. Um, so for David Lefkowitz and Jeff Stapleton, I'm News Director Matt Dumline. We'll talk to you on Thursday. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.